0: Welcome to Welcome Distractions. This is Mitchell Crawl and as always is Benson Anderson with me. How you doing Benson?
1: Doing well, Mitch. How good. are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Good. Hope uh, our listeners didn't get too focused oh yeah when I accidentally told them well, that was to home. stay focused. Yeah.
1: Surprisingly we well th- I feel like we've recorded uh, this is our like fourth day. This this is like the shortest we've gone I think between recording episodes.
0: It is. But I think yeah. that's a good thing cuz I think at least I felt a little rusty last time because yeah, we had sure. gone a while. Yeah. Now we, I'm like locked in. Yeah, Let's we go. Got, we
1: got notes now. We Let's got, go. <laughs> we have an uh, we have an itinerary.
0: We do have an itinerary. We're keeping time,
1: a right? <laughs> we always sort of keep time as in yeah. the time still runs and I yeah. have, I can keep track of how much it has run. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: but we got actual segments now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, y- y- our first segment that we were trying to do originally that we never did, and we should come up with sound effects for these two, but oh, our yeah. first one was going to be shooting the shit. We were the just going to talk about what's new. Yeah.
1: So what's new? Um, it's election day. It is. Big day. Um, so,
0: yeah, you might not
1: even hear this. The yeah, country you'll could you'll be prob- blown up. You'll probably hear this tomorrow, if there is a tomorrow. <laughs> <no>. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything will be fine, no matter what. Um, That's true. Yeah, if 2016 didn't kill us. Twenty eighteen definitely won't.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> come on, we gotta we gotta get the house. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is a apol- political a political pol- podcast. Yes, um, yes.
1: I, and checks, by checks and balances, however, are important.
0: Yes. Um, also, you don't know who I meant by we.
1: That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I gave it away by saying checks and balances are important, but that's the way that yeah. our, that's the way that our government was designed. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and right now, only one party holds every. Part yeah. of our legislature, well, so.
0: technically, the Supreme Court's supposed to be apolitical, but it's not. It's but not. <laughs> luckily, also, the Supreme Court is by far the least powerful of the three branches. Right,
1: because everything so. has to get through the first two before it even gets to the Supreme
0: Court. Yeah, and the Supreme Court really has no power other than, like, words. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know. The co- Congress approves laws, and the president has money, and—oh, no, Congress has money. The president has weapons. The president can, like, send the army wherever he wants.
1: Yes. So, like— Commander-in-chief.
0: Yes. So, like, they—like, president has the power of the sword. Congress has the power of the pen. Yeah. Judges have no power.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far, but— they No, s- they
0: have power. They have
1: it's symbolic a, power. they got a pretty good gig, too. Oh, a what a gig. <laughs>
0: Man, that's what I should have done with my life. I know.
1: I should have been a Supreme Court justice. I know. Fuck.
0: Uh, oh, well.
1: Hey, we still have time.
0: We do. Yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's is like 114 yeah, years we gotta old. We got to
1: go to law school, though. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a whole
0: lot of fun. No. Eh, law school doesn't seem that
1: bad. Maybe not. Yeah. It seems fun legally blonde.
0: Yeah. My dad said law school was way better than actually practicing law.
1: Oh. <laughs> so you peak you peak and you peak in school yeah it's never a good sign for yeah. someone like me especially i've never been a school person so. oh
0: i like school school's fun well you went back yeah i haven't, I
1: haven't gone back yet I, and either. i'm gonna Stay go sticky. back again oh boy
0: <laughs> yeah not good so anyway this is a music episode yeah uh, so let's see how can we segue this better uh do you like the schoolhouse rock i'm just a bill song <laughs> i
1: haven't heard that in a very long time
0: yeah I don't even remember how it goes other than I'm just a boo. Yep, that's about
1: it. Yep. Um I I don't know what it was, but I I missed Schoolhouse Rock.
0: I think we watched it a couple of times in like elementary school, but other than that, I I missed it too. I think it was a little before our time.
1: Yeah. My sister watched it and she's 2 years older than you. She's 4 years older than me. So. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I watched a bit of it. It's yeah. not like I completely missed it, but
1: I know conjunction
0: junction. What's your function? What's your function? <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> wow, we're really hitting the cutting edge uh hip music to be listening to right oh, now yeah.
1: es- especially with kids have yeah. you ever watched bubble guppies
0: no i have i'm not familiar with that
1: bubble guppies is What's a kid that? show and they have like original songs every episode and yeah. they're all like pretty good really like some of them kind of some of them kind of slap really yeah wow because well, i was uh last summer i was in a i was in a show down in medina and, yeah um one of my other cast members had a daughter who was very young and so I would stay at their house because we would have Friday and Saturday shows, and I wouldn't want to drive back up here. Right. Only to come back down for a Saturday For those show. of you who
0: aren't Clevelanders, that's like a 45-minute to an yeah, hour drive. Yeah.
1: Um, so I would stay down there, and we'd watch Bubble Guppies with their daughter. Yeah. Yeah, some, some good tunes. And it was good. There. Some good tunes there, yeah. It, it
0: was enjoyable for the adults and the kids.
1: Yeah, for the most part. That's what you need. Yeah. It's really what you're looking for. Um, so we're going to talk, <laughs> as, a, in, as a rundown talk a little bit of new releases that have come out in the past month or so um, since we've talked music. Um, and then we're going to have another first-time listen discussion. This one is a bit more open. Last time we did an album that had come out in the last month or so. But this time we're going to do um, just a favorite or an album that we find interesting. Right. Um, and then we're going to do top five albums by bands that we don't generally like.
0: Right. So, like, we like one album by them.
1: Yeah. And they're popular bands. Yes. We didn't pick any, like, crappy bands.
0: Right. And we didn't pick, like, any... You know, like Sex Pistols, who came out with like one album.
1: Right, that's or, cheating. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would say the Killers are the same way. I New mean, Killers have like four albums. I think that would have been a
0: fair choice.
1: The Killers have five albums. Okay, and I stand I corrected. Think Hot Fuss is the only one that really still gets played. I think people like Sam's Town. I think people like Samstown maybe a bit too much. Really? Yeah. I, I
0: like, like uh, I like uh, all these things that I've done. Is that not on? That's on, there? on Hot Fuss. What about uh? What about when uh, you were
1: young? Is the big when one you were young off of Sam's Town
0: and uh? Read my mind. Yes. Maybe yes. that's a great song. It's a good song. And It's got a great music video. I don't remember it. It's like they're walking around in Japan, and there's like a weird like a guy in a mascot, like in a monster oh, costume. Okay, I I remember yeah. it from
1: a, from a while ago. I used yeah. to be a big Killers fan, and then they sort of lost me.
0: Yeah, I like six Killer songs. Yeah,
1: I think we talked about uh. It might have been off air last month. I was like, "How many how many albums does it take for you to not like a band anymore?" Oh yeah, that's true. Um, for the killers, it's three. <laughs> <'cause they laughs> had three duds in a row. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is which is a bummer. Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a well, lot of music to be made and not not have a lot of success. It,
0: and Flowers is solo now, right? He does some solo. No, stuff. he
1: did a he, he had a solo record and then went back with the killers.
0: That was fairly popular. That solo record too. I think
1: so. Yeah, they were never like friends. Really? Um, no, that's va-
0: that's. Va- I don't like that. Like that's um, very, it's very cold and professional. Yeah, kind of like Greta like uh, Van Fleet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what, they're all brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they're all related. Yeah, you you're right. About? You're right. Well, I, it, it's very cold and calculated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess like uh, Flowers um, responded to like a posting, like a on a on a telephone poll from Dave Cuning, their uh, guitar player was like looking for a singer and a bass player and a drummer and they just like got together and tried making music so the fact that they don't get along very well well, i don't know if they don't get along very well but the fact that they don't have any sort of like they're not buds yeah they don't have they don't have any like extra musical commitment Mm -hmm. to one another Mm -hmm. um, which is an interesting dynamic that is interesting
0: huh yeah i wonder uh, you think uh robert plant and jimmy page were friends yes yeah
1: I think so. They probably did I'm a lot not of drugs sure. I'm not sure how that band started, actually.
0: I think Robert Plant's kind of like the diva dude. He's definitely the diva.
1: I don't Except know. Now he's making like weird country music.
0: Yeah, I don't mind some of his modern stuff. No, no, no.
1: I'm just saying, like the fact he was like the crazy rocker diva guy, and then yeah, he's like super subdued.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. But I bet he's still like a diva. His music's just less diva-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I he, there's no way he's not a diva. In fact, that guy's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, performing uh, of
1: these bands is always interesting. I forgot that Jimmy Page was a part of the Yardbirds. Yeah, Jimmy Page was was famous before, like a guitar player. Jeff Showcase. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? And Clapton. Yeah, Clapton. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the Yardbirds. They have some. They have some rocking songs.
1: Well, they better. Yeah. With that, with, with that kind of lineup. Well,
0: back in high school, that was like all I listened to was like classic rock. So mm. I was really into like the Yardbirds and like Derek and the Dominoes and Cream and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Do you know that Clapton's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame four times? Yeah. Clap, he's in as a Yardbird.
0: He's in as, we a, about as a
1: Clapton. No, I don't think so. I don't think he should be in for Derek and the Dominoes. Hey, that album's great.
0: I know, but come on. <laughs> it's like getting yeah. in for a side
1: project. It's
0: true. And the second best song on that album is Better by Jimi Hendrix. So. Yeah. J- oh, my God. Do you like, are you a Jimi Hendrix fan?
1: For the most part.
0: he That guy rocks. Like, I feel like he's one of those guys, like, you grow up hearing about. Like, oh, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, like, greatest guitar player of all time. And then, you know. You, and, and and most of those things that you hear growing up it's like these are people who were deciding this you know way be before a time and right. it usually doesn't hold up and it's usually like oh, this isn't good. Jimi Hendrix is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think I like Jimi Hendrix solo stuff more than I like the Jimi Hendrix experience.
0: I like it all. Um I like uh I like all 3 of the albums that he released yeah. in his life. Yeah. I like Axis Boldest Love a lot, which is kind of like the yeah, the oh, middle yeah. child. Mm-hmm. In the more psychedelic one. But that one has Little Wing on, which Derek and the Dominoes famously covered. And right. and Jimi Hendrix's version of Little Wing got me through a day of studying for the MCAT the first time I took it. Just like on repeat? Yeah. Well, I was listening to that album on repeat and you know, I you I kept I, going back. And I just kept going back to Little Wing. That's a cool feeling. When I mean, you yeah. listen to an
1: album for like, I don't know, you, especially for the first time. Like you hear a, you hear a song and you're like oh, I need, th- I need that one again.
0: Right. R- Agreed. And ac- and for me, it was like, okay, Jimi Hendrix, Electric Ladyland, and Are You Experienced are like the two albums that you were supposed to listen to by Jimi Hendrix. Those are yeah. like the big classics, and Axis Bull this loves kind of like, a saying is the ugly middle child, so I don't think I'd given that its fair shake, and now it's my favorite of his albums. That, yeah. song- that album's amazing.
1: A lot of times the middle child of the three is usually the, I mean, in terms of like trilogies, is usually the best one. A lot
0: of times. Emperor Strikes Back. Yeah, Empire, not Empire. Empire
1: Strikes Back, The um, Emperor's New Groove, um, Two Towers. Yeah, I think Two Towers. Do you like is...
0: Two Towers the best? Nah. What? Nah. All right.
1: Well, this is a music. Episode. <laughs> so we, 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 we won't get into that. <laughs> Dark Knight. Best. Dark Knight is the best. Um, I have a feeling that Last Jedi is going to be known as the best. I hope so. Maybe it is trilogy. the best. <laughs> um, let's see. Dawn is the best of the Apes trilogy, in my opinion. Okay. But you haven't you haven't watched War? I yet. haven't seen it yet. Um, no, you saw Don. You no, haven't, you I haven't, you seen, haven't seen. I haven't War seen the yet. final one. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think
0: of other music trilogies to bring it back into like this setting, but I can't think of it
1: anymore. It's not a commonly done thing.
0: Well, it wasn't on purpose. Right, he died. He, he died. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, right. I don't know. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, of, we'll get
1: out of the past.
0: Let wait, but just... I will. But sure. what last thing I will say is of the 27 Club or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that died young. He is probably my favorite. Who's your Who's your favorite of the 27 Club?
1: Kurt. Jeff Buckley. That's a good pick. Although I'm I'm not sure he was under 27. Yeah. I think he might have been thirty.
0: You know what? He's in the spirit of the twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that it, like the the modern one that everyone calls in the twenty seven clubs Amy Winehouse. Yes. Who's great? I like Amy Winehouse. I, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Jeff Buckley was thirty when he died, but
0: and, and Elliot Smith was uh was probably in his early thirties when he died too. Mm-hmm. And I love Elliot Smith.
1: I'd probably say Jeff Buckley just because he's such a good singer and That's such like an, and such an influential singer. Yeah, and and you
0: as a vocalist. I,
1: yeah, I, I mean, that. That, he like singing along with Jeff Buckley taught me how to sing better. Interesting. Yeah, trying to like emulate what he does taught me how to sing better. Huh. Okay. Um, maybe we'll
0: do a, a Jeff Buckley uh, cover at the end of this. Oh yeah, maybe. I'm I'm, I'm saying that I'm I'm making you do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we'll see. Um, I was at the Browns game on Sunday, screaming. So, oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't. Uh...
0: No wonder you thought they were going to win.
1: <laughs> I told you I was going to. I was going to go. I
0: didn't remember. If you did tell me that, I didn't remember it. Oh well, I I thought they had a shot. Yeah, the I know Chiefs you have did. yet to
1: ha- the Chiefs have yet to lay an egg, and they still haven't. Yeah, that's why I was going to say they have yet to lay an egg. Yeah, they had yet to lay an egg, and they have yet to lay an egg. That's true. Things are looking it's, up. Though, it's like the m-
0: it's like the Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah, I used good, to do. Drugs. That was a good
1: game. It was a good competitive game. Um, for the most part, eh. until like it was not over. Until good first were, half. Good first not half. Not over until there were five minutes left in the game, which was fun because usually, like, if the Browns are down two scores at halftime, yeah, it's over. Over. It was a good first half. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All it right. was a beautiful day.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about our new albums. You have five. I have four. I have six. You have six. I, I, I have four. One. I'm
1: sorry. It's cool. Um, You want to go first, then? Sure. Um, The first one we'll talk about, um, which I had you listen to when we were talking about our first-time listens, um, is Blue in the Dark by Barings. Yeah. Um, This is a cool album. This is, I believe, the band's debut, the debut full-length. Yeah. Um, And you like this one a little bit more than I maybe expected you to. And this is kind of like an emo pop-punk album, but, like, with some indie vibes to it. Um, there's, like, it's kind of like an indie rock album with uh, a, a more emo pop-punk kind of vocal style. Yeah, and unsurprisingly, I was like, oh, I like this, except the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's cool. There's a lot of um, interesting guitar work being done. A lot of, like, kind of indie, indie-like indie gu- guitar work being done. I agree completely. Um, which is cool. Um, melodically, they're, it's not super pop punky like, it's not. It's not super hooky. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's nice. Um, uh, it was a cool October release. Um, maybe a little bit late. I think it w- would have been better as a summer album. Mm-hmm. Like roll your windows down and drive to. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, a, a cool listening and, and, and a, a fairly easy listen and not one you have to like su- really focus on like some bands that fall into like that indie label which is like you know mind music sometimes. Yeah. This isn't very mindful music. Yeah, it's lyrically complex, but I like it a lot. Yeah, are, are we gonna plug in and listen? Um, sure, I can try and do All that. All
0: right. Yeah. So you should be hearing uh, some bearings right now. Yeah. Blue in the dark. Okay.
1: So that was bearing the blue in the dark because I have a few more than you, Mitch. I'll go um, again. Yeah. Next one is um, an album called Young and Dangerous by a band called The Struts. Hmm. Um, I, are you familiar? I, I am familiar. Yeah, like a like a. I have a buddy who likes the Struts. Yeah, like a glam rock kind of love letter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a an album I listened to um, on the way and back to work. Haven't mm-hmm. listened to it since, um, but I think there's some nice tracks on it. There's a song called "In Love with the Camera." Yeah, that's track three. Um, that's uh, the one uh, we're gonna nice be here. Nice a fun one, and that's that's the one I'll play for you. Um, and uh, yeah, it's if you like the sort of going back to like maybe the. People always say Queen when they're talking about like glam rock and arena rock, even though it's, not really this glam. band's not as weird as Queen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Queen's glam. I
0: when I think of glam, I think of like T Rex, T Rex. Yeah, it, well, some, some, Iggy. and then it, yeah, like like T Rex and like some Bowie.
1: Yeah, and so like arena, yeah. arena glam, I guess is what I would call the one. Okay. Well, well, I'll play that Let's look. If
0: Yeah, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool song.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely glammy, definitely arena-y. Yeah. But I, but we were talking about Greta Van Fleet earlier and, like, how I think they are kind of big. authentic. Yeah, and I think that is, I mean, I think that is one that is, sounds like it could have come out from that era, but it seems more authentic than yeah. Greta Van Fleet. There's
1: a sort of energy to it that's, like, a bit more 2010s pop rock. Yeah. I buy that. With, with some
0: instrumentation that's inspired by yeah. it. So my first album that I will pick is FM! by Vince Staples. when we come up in the store. My black is beautiful, but I still shoot at your nice. Two Tupac, Death Tales, all. Oh. Watch out for the niggas in the lake one more. Get shoot touch. No boot brunch, no big change. So, the song you were hearing was Fun in all caps and an exclamation point. Uh, and that stands for Fuck Up Nothing. Oh, uh, Yeah. In parentheses? No, it just isn't the lyrics. You can, you can tell. It's like, we just want to have fun. We don't want to fuck up nothing. And uh, yeah, so this album, it's very short. It's 11 songs, which includes a skit. Um, and it's only like 20 something minutes. Uh, he kind of just made this. This is not, like, his big album release, and this is kind of Vince Staples' MO, is he'll come out with, like, a big album with, you know, that's more like a 45- to 65-minute album, and then he'll, like, quickly come out with an EP. Like, last year he came out with one called Prima Donna, which was great, and then he came out with his... Big Fish Theory, which is amazing. I like everything that Vince does, and this album is no exception. Uh, He's a great rapper. He is... I would put him right there with uh, Kendrick as, you know, the most prominent, especially West Coast rapper of today. Um, And, uh, very excitingly for me, uh, there was a song called New Earl Sweatshirt, and I... Earl Sweatshirt's one of the first rappers that I really ever liked. Um... And he is very reclusive and never ha- – he hasn't come out – he's come out with, like, two albums in, like, the last seven years and nothing since, like, 2013. And so I saw the track list. was like, yes, new Earl Sweatshirt. This is going to be great. And it's 20 seconds. So Uh-oh. real sad. But hopefully Earl Sweatshirt comes out with something new, and we'll yeah. certainly talk about that next time.
1: Uh, yeah, but anyway, listen to the Vince Staples. It's great. What's next for you, Vincent? So next for me is um, from a band called Ice Nine Kills. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album is called *The Silver Screen*. So, what you're listening to now, if you haven't turned us off yet, is um, <laughs> opening track from *The Silver Screen* uh, called *The American Nightmare*. This isn't really like my cup of tea in music. Mm. Um, I don't really love Me neither. I don't love Thrash Metal. I don't love um, Screamo. I don't love any of that. Um, these, this is an interesting band, though, because this album and their past albums have all been based off of like various works of, uh, of art, so the Silver Scream, each song, is based off of a horror movie, and their most their recent album before that was called Every Trick in the Book, and every um, song on that album was based off of a horror novel. Um, so, The American Nightmare is based off of The Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, it's just an interesting project, um, an interesting sort of um, idea, um, and it's, uh, it's been received that way by people smarter than me. Um, there was a quote on the Wikipedia page as I was looking up on what, what all the inspirations were. Um, Caleb Newton of New Noise Magazine called it, uh, it, said that there was room for bombastic and experimental press, uh, pressing forward, and at that, such as welcome, and perhaps even needed in, in the modern music industry. Um, He called it an exhilarating exploration of just what metal can be. Hmm. Uh, And uh, Wall of Sound said that the Silver Scream is more than just music. It is an event, Um, which is kind of interesting. Again, not my my go-to choice of music um, is thrash metal, but uh, a cool project. And if you're into that kind of music, this is one that you should definitely check out.
0: Yeah, I'll appreciate it from a distance.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So my next
0: one is an album called... Uh, Premonitions by a young indie rock pop artist named Mia Folic. That's M-I-Y-A-F-O-L-I-C-K. And the song you're going to hear is Stop Talking. Of my share of yeah, so that was Stop Talking uh yeah this is a really cool album uh at its at some moments it's very sonically pretty um stop talking is definitely more of like an 80s influenced uh pop rock jam um but yeah i i I, this album just came out uh i want to say last friday or maybe the friday before that um and i really enjoyed listening to it uh yeah nothing on this album and, the, and the, like nothing on this album is like whoa this is like the greatest thing i've ever heard but it's i think an album that i will keep coming back to because it is uh so sonically interesting and diverse uh really cool
1: album and yeah, as, as this is the debut for this artist um how did you find out about it
0: yeah i i i just try and keep up with new releases every friday okay um just to see what's out there and what's interesting um just like on, on spotify yeah spotify or i'll just like read various outlets online but also there's a great podcast npr new music fridays where they come out where they tell you like the new albums that they're excited for cool uh and that's definitely something that people should check out because that's a great great album that uh, robin hilton or great podcast that robin hilton over there in npr runs
1: so what's your next one? Um, the next one I was going to talk about was 21 Pilots Trench. Um, I don't think we need to talk about it because if you're listening to this album, you've already listened to it already. Yeah. Um, 21 Pilots is a band that I'm I'm not super crazy about, though I think this is their best and most consistent effort to this point. Hmm. Um, I like this album. I listened to it on my drive up to Michigan. Um, I listened to it a couple times since then. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Um, and uh, I don't think we need to play it too much cause or, or at all. Actually, I'll, I'll say or at all. Um, just because if you if you haven't heard this yet, you've made an elective. You've you've elected not to listen to it to this point. Yep, um, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you want to go, or do you want to do another one?
0: Uh, well,
1: I mean, we're kind of switching yeah, off. Yeah, we, we this have one. we have you have two, and I have two left. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So you you, you can go compare. ahead.
0: Though. All right. Yeah. My next one is uh, a, a, is a pianist. Um, her name is Kelly Moran, and the album is called Ultraviolence. said ultraviolence i meant ultraviolet i was wrong uh yeah so so Kelly, kelly moran her previous album apparently which i did not listen to was like piano but it was somehow like doom metal or thrash metal influenced or something like that this one is not that she basically what she does is she improvises uh and she does prepared piano so she just comes up with different sounds that she likes and she just improvises and then goes back and add some effects and synthesizers after cool. and it's pretty yeah cool and it's it's good work music um, i'm a big fan of this this one i did discover on the npr podcast for sure okay um, yeah and and this uh and it's great i i definitely recommend this for anyone who has work to do
1: because yeah. it's just a nice nice listen and not to patronize for those of you who don't know what a, pre- a prepared piano is oh, my bad. it's when um, you put like household items or or Random tools on top of the strings mm-hmm. of the piano so that when they vibrate, it, there's some interference in the vibration and there's a, a unique sound made. Yeah,
0: and in so this case, it sounds very pretty. I bet in other, you could make it sound crazy too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I be, I I be, in fact,
0: I bet that's what she does on the thrash metal. No? Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: uh, I think John Cage was the person who first did that in like the 1930s. Would not it, shock in me. In the United States. Would uh, not shock me. Yeah, so in a b- and that's an American tradition. Some people say that's like one of the few American originated instruments is the. Uh, prepared pre- prepared yeah. piano. Interesting. Because uh, everything else kind of comes from elsewhere. Yeah. Um, all right. Next for me is Young the Giant. Album is called Mirror Mass. <laughs> so this is one of those bands that maybe is fading a bit for me. Um, I really liked their first two albums. Um, their <laughs> their self-titled and uh, My Nova Matter. Their most recent two. Uh, Home of the Strange and this one Mirror Master. I like Mirror Master more than Home of the Strange. Um, this is a this is a cool band. Um, they're um, a very diverse band. I mean, they're all from California, but they have guys in their band. Um, their lead singer's name is Samir Gadia. Um, their guitar player's name is Jacob Tilley. Other guitar is Eric Kanada, and then their bass player is named Payam Nutseda, and their drummer is Francois Comtois. So this is a it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of an eclectic group of individuals. Um, I like what they're able to do um, when they sort of mix sort of uh, they mix some um, advanced music theory or um, rhythmic things. Um, like, one of their most popular songs off of Mind Over Matter is called Anagram, and it's in 7-4 time. Oh, cool. Um, so it's the like 4 4
0: like um, Money by Pink
1: Floyd. Yes, like Money by like Pink Floyd. Um, <laughs> which is tough to do um, yeah. in, in making pop music that is accessible while also putting things in odd and signatures. Um, seven Four is one of the tougher ones to kind of get a grasp of, it, but um, you don't really notice that it's in Seven Four. It just sort of sounds like there's no other way that that song could be written. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, this album's a bit more subdued than their first two albums. It's less of a rock album, much more like an a pop album. Um, a little bit more dreamy. Yeah. But, um, a cool listen, and um, Young the Giant is always a band that I look out for.
0: Nice. Yeah, so my last one is an EP by the indie rock supergroup Boy Genius. That's all lowercase, one word. it's uh, And the song you're going to hear is Bite the Hand.
1: Yeah,
0: so I mentioned their supergroup. It's made up of Julian Baker, who just came out. Second album last year, uh Lucy dacus who came out with her second album last year, and phoebe Bridgers who has one album out. Uh but all three of those uh ladies of, of indie indie folk and indie rock uh have come out with very you know well acclaimed uh albums that I really enjoy. I enjoy each of their solo work individually. And and so it was very exciting when they decided they were decide working together. And sometimes these uh, supergroups these established artists working together it doesn't it doesn't work like if they don't you know if they each value their
1: creative mind more, they come out with one like yeah. With and one with <laughs>
0: yeah and i could honestly see them come out with a couple of albums and that'd be it but it wouldn't be because they're not getting long i think these three kind of have interesting uh viewpoints they, Lucy Davis is from virginia julian baker is from the Planes and exactly where, and like I don't know as much about Fumi Bridgers, but uh, just from those two standpoints, I know Julie Baker, like, uh, very religious and kind of has performed um, her, her views as she's kind of uh, gone into the world and has come out uh, as uh, you know as queer, and um, they're, they're just really interesting three points or at least two i don't know as much about Freebie bridges and i yeah. and i also love lucy dacus i've seen her before mm-hmm. and she was actually an opening act for in columbus um a couple years ago um, and she we got to the venue pretty early so we got to stand in the front and i got to talk to lucy dacus after she performed which is really cool. cool uh yeah it was back before she released her second album so i got to talk to her about you know her second album and how Uh, She was working on that and how that was going to sound and that kind of thing, which was awesome. That's cool. Uh, That Bite the Hand song that you heard, I love the little harmonies in the chorus. It's sad. But uh, yeah, I I love it. And and hopefully these three come out with some more music in the future.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, Last for me is uh, Justin Courtney Pierre. The album is called In the Drink. So this is the (laughs) debut solo album by former... Frontman of Motion City Soundtrack, Justin Pierre. I guess he's playing by Justin Courtney Pierre for his solo stuff. Um, this is a this is a fun little album. Um, it's like 28 minutes long total. Um, all but two songs clocking in under three minutes long. That's I, I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's very genuine. Um, and whenever you see timestamps like that, I you know it's maybe a little bit trivial, but you know that this person is just making the song that they want to make, yeah. and not stretching it out to you know uh, how Billy Joel said you know, you switch out to three Oh five cause it's gotta <laughs> be on the radio. Yeah. Um, so I, I like, I love motion city soundtrack. It was one of the, um, bands I talked about, um, their album, even if it kills me, is one of the albums I think defines my tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he always has some really nice things to say about life and love and, um, just kind of, kind of getting through it. Um, interesting. And, um, I'm, I'm happy to have him back and it sounds a lot like motion city soundtrack, which is, which makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Um, so yeah. yeah. You mentioned
0: the short, uh, track times mm-hmm. um i love that i think like they're that person is saying exactly what they want to say they're not repeating themselves yep. it's crisp and to the point point. one of my favorite uh indie rock musicians frankie cosmos her her songs are all like two or fewer minutes or and and uh she's amazing she's a great songwriter i think that's a, a not the mark of a great songwriter, but a mark of a great lyricist and songwriter.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, um, again, I it's it's genuine. It's and, and like you said, it, it gets the point across, and it's it's um, doesn't doesn't repeat itself too much, and doesn't you know synthetically trying to create yeah a song that's longer than it needs to be yeah. Um,
0: so you want to go into our albums that we uh picked for each other to
1: listen to? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so so I have we notes here.
0: Yeah, yeah, we kind of just did our like. Picked some albums that we liked,
1: basically. As well yeah, also. or al- yeah, albums that um, I guess we we know fairly well. Yeah, um, have listened to multiple times. Yeah, um, and 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 that the other person hadn't listened to. Before. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I'm so I'm coming into Mitch's album with Fresh ears, Years, well, rather. I I heard it before we started the pod. Yeah, but um, and and vice versa, Mitch is coming in having not heard the album before today. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's fun that we kind of do it like three hours before we come in to record. Yeah. Because then it's real fresh. It is fresh. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to go first with Jamie, Jamie XX?
0: Sure. Okay. I'm glad to. Yeah. So uh, Jamie XX is probably best known for, you know, being the producer in the band The XX. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then they've been around for, I want to say, almost 10 years now or yeah, close to about. it. And, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of them, especially their first album, but I like all three. Uh, And Jamie XX, back in 2015, came out with a solo record, his first true solo effort, um, called In Color. And that's what I had Benson listen to. Um, It's kind of like this mix of very soulful house music uh, with great samples of of old 60s and 70s uh, soul music and R&B music. And then it's got some indie pop uh, kind of mixed in there and then one great rap banger that i think is pretty much universally beloved um and there's no reason why it wouldn't no because that song rocks um but yeah i think the first time you hear it it's almost like it's just so much sonically that it's like you know maybe you don't uh it's hard to appreciate the whole thing the first time you hear it um and, and and you had an interesting i think a common um thought on one of the songs there's the fourth track's called Obs which yeah. i think everyone the first time they listen to this records like oh i like this one
1: it sort of got i i got the feeling that that was kind of where he was going with the whole thing was like i want to make 11 or i guess if you don't count the like the sort of indie pop tracks like yeah. i felt like he wanted to make eight obs well the funny thing is like you know
0: obs it's like it's got this flashy thing that the rest of the songs in the first I uh, the first four tracks I think are kind of one section mm. and and the first three songs I love but the difference is obs has this really pretty melodic steel drum and it really I don't know the first time you hear it you're like oh man this is so simple and so pretty it's like I love this song and then as I listen to it over and over again it kind of just sank into part of the album for me and I and I and now it has been caught by you know, other songs like Gosh and Sleep Sound in that first part. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the album, it's got just saying Stranger in a Room, and Hold Tight. And I think the this is the weakest part of the, the album for me. Uh Oliver Sim is the other lyricist. Romy is featured in Seesaw, uh, which is the third track, and then Oliver Sim is the other uh singer in, in the XX and his song's kind of fine. It's the closest thing to a generic XX song on this
1: album. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. What, what do you think?
1: No, I, uh, I, I think, I, I, I agree with you that I think the middle part is, is the, the weakest part. Yeah. I've got with, with obs, which is so hard to say. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, it is hard, hard to say. It's spelled O-B-V-S. Like, obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, t- <laughs> which is like, it's tough to say, not ironically. Yeah. Um, which uh, is, it, it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely ironic. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah. we're talking about it as like, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about it like, in passing. That's true. Like, oh, I like, I like obvs. Everyone's like, what? I, obvs like obs. Um, oh God. <laughs> um. I thought the album was maybe picking up a little bit of steam, and then it didn't, really. Yeah,
0: it gets kind of dark in that middle part, which I don't love. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets really brightened by the song Loud Places, which, once again, features Romy. And it's got this like beautiful background uh, co- um, sample of like these singers. It's like a chorus, almost. And in the- in the chorus, it is a chorus that is backing her. And right. it's great. Uh, that song was the other song that i really loved the first time i heard it and i still continue to love it and then the rap banger which i think i want to pause and then have some playing um, sure. is i know there's going to be good times that's next it features young thug and pop she can and then it ends with uh, two more Instrumental house tracks, the rest is Noise and Girl, which both of those rock. Um, Those two kind of stand alone for me. Um, I love this album. I I love how it sounds. I love, not even like melodically, but just the actual physical sounds on the album I think are beautiful. Um, And it's got songs that I could listen to in any setting. Uh, But I still think it stands cohesively. I, I love this album.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, I've, I just have a few notes. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, you've given me two kind of soundscape albums, and I've given you two like kind of emo hard rock albums, so that's <laughs> interesting. Um, I think it was a wise decision to keep... I know there's going to be good times towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would have been, like, peaking too early, maybe. Yeah, it's a uh, celebration. Yeah. Um, I, I felt that there wasn't a whole lot of cogency in the album. It felt like a, like a collection of songs more than... Uh, you know, a work of like uh, like, a, like a collected work. It felt more like a collection of individual pieces. Um, lots of really interesting sampling here. Um, l- a lot of um, percussive elements used that aren't like a snare or a tom or a hi hat. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of um, I- in in place of where a snare drum might be. There's like <laughs> sounds like something like that, like two forks banging together. You know, like it's it keeps it keeps you interested um, in in the soundscape, which is nice. Um, I think a lot of Producers that do this sort of dreamy, um, soundscapey music tend to just sort of focus on the the tone of the synthesizers and all those sort of things, and not mm-hmm. not really focus on like what is making the sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably all done via computer, but um, some nice sample work. Um, I I yeah I agree. Obs is a really nice track. I thought that was kind of what he was going for. Um, I thought you could tell a little bit that it's a side project, um, despite there being three songs that feature members of the xx yeah um you could tell a little bit and that's okay um that's not a, that's not a bad thing um i just i don't i don't think that this is an album that's made by somebody who just makes this kind of music but like his contribution to the
0: xx is, is very similar it sounds a lot like this especially their most recent album uh which is definitely bigger than their earlier stuff which yeah. which definitely has this great use of negative space uh their newest album is a lot grander and it sounds a lot more like in color and I think it would make more sense uh paired with that. Um yeah, I I, I buy that it doesn't necessarily sound the most cohesive, although I think I've listened to it enough times that now it's cohesive. For yeah me. You,
1: you know you know what's coming next. Yeah so you know that yeah. Yeah I, I can see that happening. Yeah.
0: Uh, um yeah, I, I, I totally I totally buy that. Um it's one of those albums for me that's like there's nothing else that sounds quite like it and I wish there were a hundred
1: albums that sounded like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So and what do you, you what do you there? Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Um. So I gave Mitch um, "Beautiful Death" by a band called Slaves um, to listen to. This is an album that actually came out in February. I neglected to put it on my top. I mean, my albums of the year. Um, I shouldn't. Ha- I shouldn't have neglected to, to do so. It's just an album that came out while I was in college and uh, graduated in college. Graduated college in May, which kind of felt like a new year um so 2018 has been bisected for me into like 2018 part two and part one um so um i like johnny craig their vocalist a lot mm-hmm. um, he's got a, he's got a kind of soul in his voice that isn't commonly found in like the post-hardcore or rock genre um i think his approach to singing is very very deliberate um and i like how this album is uh, and i like how their style of music is kind of an r&b album with like rock accompaniment i kind of advertise it to you as like imagine usher fronting a rock band um, and I think that's I think that that stays true. Um, so I've given yeah I like I like this brand of music and I like when singers kind of um, try and do something a bit different. There are a lot of you know, I hate my dad and like <laughs> pop pop si- pop punk singers but this is not that's not who Johnny Craig is and yeah. I believe he used to sing for Dance Gavin Dance. Who has since recruited Tillian, Can't remember who his last name is, uh, but he's a very, very different vocalist. Like very, he has a very high, high timbre, and um, he he has got ridiculous range. And here's Johnny Craig, who kind of sits in that like kind of baritone tenor range, but um, does what he does with it. And I, I like that he has very soulful like runs. Mm-hmm. He sings kind of yeah. He sings like a soul singer or an R and B singer, which is cool with uh, in, in the in the genre with you know distorted guitars and and heavy bass and things like that.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed this album. I would say my favorite part of it, by far, was the vocals. Yeah, I thought the songs kind of bled together a little bit for a, me. A little bit. I um, agree.
1: There are a few standouts, but a lot of some some of them are more subdued. I think, Yeah, or I, they fade. The first track
0: on the album, "I'd Rather See Your Heart," "Star Explode," I think was the best song.
1: Really? Uh, yeah. I like Petty Trappin'.
0: I like Petty Trappin', too. I would put that up there. Let this haunt you and Petty Trappin' be up there mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. it was kind of funny because after that, I kind of like it. Kind of faded into the background for me. Uh, okay. And and then I heard I'd rather see your heart explode again when it re- and when it looped and I was like oh yeah this song's good um, okay <laughs> so
1: it's <was> like <laughs> you didn't know it was over <laughs>
0: yeah I didn't know the because I was because I was doing other things while I was right. listening and right. then it started again I was like oh yeah this is good yeah so yeah yeah, uh, yeah de- definitely I mean this is definitely not my genre right, right. I right. I definitely I'm not <laughs> yeah I, I a beautiful death is a super angsty title you can tell yeah um. It is
1: angsty, but the album cover is like very pink and red, and like it is. Not, it doesn't look, it doesn't look scary or or no. dark in any in any capacity. And no. I think and I, it's I, not a dark album. No, it's not, um, which is a different from the album I had you listened to last time, which yeah. was very dark. Yeah, um, I think anyone who likes pop or rock music can probably find something here to like. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that, especially because I know Mitch. One thing that detracts you from the genre is the vocals, yeah. So the fact that these vocals are very unique and it's a tough, it's a tough and unique blend that I think they have to m- still work on. Um, you see, you see it come out a little bit on on um, on songs like I'd, r- I'd rather see your star explode and Petty trapping and um, Deadly conversations. I think is good too. Patience is the virtue. Um, but then there are uh, there are a few too many songs that I think maybe fade into the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if they can find a way to, if Johnny Craig can find a way to u- utilize his vocal style in a manner that um, also incorporates the the sort of post hardcore rock um, elements to the music, I think they have they're gonna have a really 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 cool blend. Um, and I'm excited about what they do. This was their debut album, so. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, really exciting. For I mean, I think this. How'd is you hear about him, man?
0: Oh, from because he was the lead singer of the previous yes, of yeah. Dance Gavin okay. Dance,
1: who had. Who has um, had actually a pretty long career, um, and there, so his his new album. I I follow alternative press on Twitter, and they were sort of saying, if you wonder what Johnny Craig was doing, like here's his new band. Um, and and got pretty good reviews on, on Sputnik Music, which is my kind of go to website for nice. album reviews.
0: Yeah, I already know what album I'm gonna play for you next
1: time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, that's uh, I, yeah, you have a little, you gotta wait a month or so. Before. I know, <laughs>
0: and I gotta write it down because there's almost no chance that I remember it otherwise. Okay, <laughs> okay, cool.
1: So that was our that was our first time listening discussion. Um, I like that segment a lot. I think that's that's the one that's one I look forward to a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's gonna be fun. To just because like there were there was no real rhyme or reason to why we picked those albums. It was just like, hey, this album sounds great right now. Yeah, let's talk about
1: this album. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, and um, we didn't have to limit it to recency or genre or anything like that. Right, and I don't think we should have. Yeah, to. and a chance yeah. for you, the listener, to discover some stuff maybe you didn't know about. Agreed, which is cool. And yeah, sort of hear our thoughts on it maybe before you listen to it.
0: Yeah, so so we all we have left prepared is our top five. Uh, and this week, as we talked about earlier, we did top five uh, artists who you like one album from, and they're yeah. like famous artists, and you only like one of their.
1: albums. Yeah, I framed it as top five albums by bands or artists that you don't generally like.
0: Right, um, and, and and the problem, the reason I want to rephrase that is because like some of these, it's like I would say I like the band, but yeah, that I fair. only like the band doing this one album. Like like. Yeah,
1: let's let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you want you want to go first? Or you go first. first. Okay, you go first. Number five for me is the Joshua Tree by U two. Okay. Um, I like a handful of U two songs. Um, yeah, they've got um, they for me they've had a tough time putting it all together. I think Joshua Tree is as close as they get. Yeah. Um, I really love where the streets have no name. That's a good um, song. I think it's a I think it's a masterpiece of like. It's a masterwork of a singular song. I like "With or Without You" better. Uh, I like really <laughs> yeah. interesting. I think "Where the Streets Have No Name" is great. I think it's misplaced on the album. Interesting. I think it should be last, not first. Okay.
0: I think um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Is very overrated.
1: I agree. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's palatable.
0: Yeah. Um, Ooh,
1: it's definitely palatable. Yeah. And so this is exactly yeah, how I the it. Joshua Tree. I think is is as close as U two has gotten to putting together a full album of of or a collection of songs that define where they were. I and mean, U2 has been around for so long that Yeah. this is this is the best of their sort of defining there's the best of their sort of defining era. Yeah.
0: Yeah, U2 for me is completely a singles band.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I I don't think I have ever
0: had the desire to listen to an album start to finish, but I have definitely had the desire to listen to like Mysterious Ways, right? Or you know,
1: Sunday, Bloody Sunday,
0: yeah, like or uh, um, good. oh, what's that one from their new they're th- from the 2000s, not Vertigo and Not Beautiful Day,
1: but the other one, In the Name of Love, no, that's from the that's, 80s, that's yeah, Pride that's in the right. Name that's, of Love. That's
0: older. Oh, what is that song? No, uh, get on your
1: boots, no, <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's how it
0: stinks. Shoot. Uh, 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 I, I don't know. Uh, this is a fun listen, I'm sure. Uh, oh, now I need to.
1: No, oh, City the... of Blinding Lights. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that song rocks. Uh, yeah. And it's they... tough to figure out where, where, like, I don't know a whole <laughs> lot about the history of YouTube, but it's tough to know where their albums were released, <laughs> or, like where their songs were released, because they've never really grown up. Yeah. Grown out of being an 80s band. I think they kind of like made more pop in the 2000s. Whereas in the
0: 80s, like uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday is amazing. Yeah. That's probably my favorite song
1: by them. Yeah. I like Sunday Bloody Sunday a lot. And I actually thought about putting War on here, but then I was like, eh. As much as I like that song, I think Where the Streets Have No Name I like more. And this album, at least Side A, is their most consistent effort to me. Yeah. Yeah. My number five is going to be
0: the band Churches, but with a V for Chiverches. the U. Chiverches. yeah. I really like their first album, The Bones of What You Believe. That, song, that album rocks. Uh, the Mother We Share is the first, you know, kind of song on that album, and it's the first Churches song that I heard, and that song's amazing. Uh, and uh, they kind of just did the same thing but progressively worse with their next two albums, and Uh, to the extent that the most recent album I didn't even really listen to.
1: Um,
0: But the first album rocks. I think that might be the
1: most demoralizing is when you have like a really good debut album and then the next one is like not trying to be all that different, but it's not good. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you have the the second, the sophomore album, that's way too different. Yeah, the, the sophomore album is gonna be the toughest one.
0: But I never, I will never fault a band for trying to be different in their in their sophomore sure. album, the
1: even if it doesn't work different toward the mainstream. I think, yeah, right.
0: Even if it doesn't work, these guys, churches, did exactly the same thing, um, except worse. Like I said, yeah. and then their third album, which again, I barely listened to any of it, um, it was just straight, straight, you know, mainstream pop. Uh, Which is fine, but, you know, we have Ariana Grande doing it better, and we have Rihanna doing it better. Um, We don't need churches to do that. Sure, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's my number five. Cool. Number four for me is Viva La Vida or Death and All His Friends by Coldplay. Okay. Um, I do not like Coldplay. Yeah. In the slightest. Yeah. this is their again, like I think you, I think Coldplay is like the modern day U two. A little bit, I can see that they have the same demographic audience. Like, if you're going to see U two shows, you're probably seeing Coldplay. The fans. only difference
0: I will say is like that that are the initial releases, like like War. It,
1: it's a little grittier than anything that, that Coldplay ever, would ever, ever dream done. of yeah. doing. Yeah, um, I, I like this. Op- I think Viva La Vida is still a, gr- a really excellent. That song's great. It's really really good. Um, yeah i like lost is really good too strawberry swing i mean this is strawberry swing's good except frank ocean's version's better well okay (laughs) um this is their most concept like album and i'm a sucker for concept albums you are um i think this is coldplay at their best um which isn't saying a whole lot but this is an album that i genuinely like enjoy listening to you know it's It's not just me picking like the i don't know the tallest yeah yeah i like their first two albums i really do okay
0: I really like uh, the one with Yellow on it, which whose name escapes me, and I really like the one with the scientist on it, whose name escapes me. Uh, and they're both good. I'm not sure what they're called either. Yeah, but they're both good. The first one I, I particularly really enjoy. Um, yeah, that song's got sparks on it, or that album's got sparks on it. Parachutes. Yeah,
1: Parachute. A rush of blood to the head.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Sparks is great, and it's in a movie that I like, and I don't remember what movie it is. So you can look it up at home, yeah, listener. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> real, uh, real informational there. I can look it up. It would just take time.
1: No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah I that's figured. Like,
0: that's all i got to say about Viva La Vida or all Mellis' Friends. I'm, I'm going to look it up and then interrupt my next choice by telling you guys. Okay. Oh, it's in Wedding Crashers. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes, it rocks in Wedding Crashers. Yeah, because it's when Owen Wilson is found out by Rachel McAdams, mm-hmm. and for being a dick, which he is, and yeah. Okay. Sorry for hijacking your segment there. That's totally <laughs> if you want to talk about more Coldplay than I do, that's totally fine with no, me. No, <laughs> I really like uh, Sparks. I really like that scene in the movie. Uh, my number three. Number four. Right? My number four is uh, going to be. when are gonna go with Myra who is not a popular person okay uh, she she's kind of from this uh, lo-fi beat records or not K records, sorry uh, from the Pacific Northwest wh- you know and they and they really focus on making unique sounds uh, to the extent that I think you might really enjoy this album come on Miracle uh, which came out in the mid-2000s uh, it's sad it's sweet. Uh, it's got, like, five breakup songs on it, which, <laughs> you know, I'm a sucker for. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really great. Um, and I think maybe it's just that her other stuff's a little too out there for me. It's just not very melodic, whereas this album, uh, it's pretty and it's still out there. Um, there's one song. Um, it's the sixth track on the album, uh, and it's... It's uh, we're both so sorry, and it has her vocals playing at the same time, but she sings different parts, and it's oh.
1: really cool. Yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'd really like that. Um, so yeah, think,
1: you think this is the this is the Myra album to listen to? This is
0: for sure the Myra album to listen to, other than maybe Tao and Myra, which was a collab that was done a few years mm-hmm. back in two thousand and eleven. I see that. Yeah. 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 But I definitely say listen to Come On Miracle. It's great. cool. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um, Go number ahead. three for me is Cage the Elephant's self-titled debut. Um, I like the sort of dirty blues rap rock they used here. I mean, they, w- they went for. Obviously, the big track here is Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, which I still think is a great song. Um, and their opener in one year is, uh, is an exemplary opener for an album like this. Their other single, uh, Back Against the Wall, is also a great track. And I think it's clearly where this band peaked. They've released three albums since, and they haven't really been able to capture... Anything nearly as memorable as any of those tracks, or maybe even any track on this album. Um, this is another album that I think um, some of the um, non singles can sort of blend together a bit. Yeah. But um, it's definitely, when we talked about cogency earlier, there's definitely like a, th- a thematic um, genre focused theme here. Yeah. Um, which is that sort of blues rap rock kind of uh, kind of vibe and I um, I like this album it makes me mad <laughs> in like a good way
0: yeah I know what you're talking about yeah yeah I have like a Credence album that I listen to and I'm pissed off yeah 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 it's <laughs> great that's, <laughs> that's um, number three I know all three of the singles that you mentioned and literally no other songs by them really? yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. a song called Backstab and Betty that's pretty good never um, heard it Free Love is kind of a bad way to end that album it's a little bit sloppy interesting um, I
0: like the name Backstabbing Betty yeah Reminds me of a Mad Men. It's,
1: it, yeah, it's also a very bluesy name for a song. Yeah. So my number
0: three is going to be uh, the band Broken Social Scene. Uh, the album is "You Forgot It in People." Uh, I like other albums by them, like they're fine, but like they're just worse versions of "You Forgot It in People." So there's no reason to listen to them because "You Forgot It in People" is a classic. Uh, 2002. This is a Canadian indie rock collective. This is a huge band. Yeah, so many people include and 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 different tracks have different people on them. I know probably their most famous member is Feist, um, and maybe AC Newman, uh, who would go on to work in the New Pornographers later. Uh, yeah, but and and ev- and of course everyone knows Feist one two three four from the. Uh, the apple commercial yeah Um, commercials yeah yeah and uh but you forgotten people is great it is sad and sweet and uh it's it's saccharine but in a good way um it's just it's it's emotional and sometimes you just need that Um yeah I, i i think almost crimes anthems for a 17 year old girl uh lovers spit uh KC Accidental, all those songs rock, and it has some great instrumental tracks on it too. Um, definitely worth a listen. Definitely recommend. Don't listen to any other album because they're just worse versions of this.
1: Okay. Um, number two for me is um, the Muse album from 2009 entitled The Resistance. Um, this is not the popular Muse pick um, in terms of what their best album is. Most would say Black Holes and Revelations or Absolution. Um I think Uprising is a bit annoying and was probably put, forced into our ears a bit too often. Um, it was used as, like, I don't know, at like a, a, a sports anthem and a lot of covers. Um, but as a whole, I think the album is, at, is their most consistent while also being the most epic, quote-unquote, from a band that literally, like, stands on pedestals, like, 50 feet above their crowd when they perform live. Um, if you're going to be that full of yourself, you better start making some pretty big music. Um, yeah, each, each individual will st- has like a, like a pedestal that they stand on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They don't even like perform as like a band. <laughs> At least they're
0: not afraid of heights.
1: No, that's very true. Um, this ends with a, a kind of a cool um, idea, the Exogenesis Symphony. Um, it's uh, The last three tracks are a three-part symphony. And oh, cool. again, I put in quotes. Um, so that's sort of like, I feel like what this band has always been kind of going for. Yeah. Especially later on in their career. Um, yeah, this is my favorite Muse album, for sure. That's my number two.
0: Nice. My number two is Fiona Apple. Uh, the album title is frequently abridged as the idler wheel. The actual title of this album is, <gasps> Deep Breath, the idler wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw, and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. Yeah, I wonder why it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Right. Uh, this album is... Not just my favorite Fiona Apple album. This is one of my favorite albums ever. This album is amazing. It is uh, the most naked a vocal has sounded in my ears. Um, some, like, the song, I want to say Left Alone or Jonathan, that, that kind of, it sounds drunk. Like, it sounds like the, so- the, the, the piano's all over the place and the percussion's all over the place and her voice is so emotional and raw that it it makes you sound it makes you feel drunk because it's so disorienting. Uh, but that's not how the whole album goes. Some of it's very pretty. All of it is sad. Hot Knife is a really cool ending. Speaking of cool endings to albums, which just has a timpani, uh, and it other than that it is pretty much a cappella and it's really cool. And it just layers her vocals in over and over again with different different lyrics. Yeah, it's really, really cool. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely, and th- that video is directed by a famous director. I think it's P.T. Anderson, but I could be wrong about
1: that. Um, well, you can look it up, and I'll talk. I'll talk about yes. My, my number one, um, and I think I put this in like order of bands that I don't like the most. Yeah, it is P.T. Anderson. <laughs> so my number one is The Bends by Radiohead. Oh no! Um, this is I think the most down to earth album from a band that's incredibly big headed. Yeah, um, and it's just kind of a nice. 90s rock grunge record that doesn't take itself so ridiculously seriously. Um, I like pretty much every track on this album. I think High and Dry is, while wow, it's like the, the ne- like, next to Creep is like the most commercial Radiohead song, it's really nice. Yeah, it's a it really, really good, good song. Fake Plastic Trees, also excellent. I love, I love Just. One of my favorite songs from that era. Um, and I, I, I think... There's a lot to like here. My Iron Lung is also a great song, Black Star, um, lots of really good stuff here. And, and again, I, a, a band whose hubris I just don't like, um, but this seems to be the one that they just sort of went in and they just wanted to make a rock record, and they did it. And I like. I, I think this is, the yeah. I guess, like I said, it's the most down-to-earth and, and the least big-headed
0: I think Radiohead fans would agree with a lot of what you're saying, except for the fact that it's their best album. <laughs> yeah. It's not close fair. to their best that's album. That's fair. <laughs> but, like, this isn't like a Pablo Honey where people are like, oh, yeah, that album's shit. Don't listen to that. Right. This is. Be- Radiohead fans like this album. For I'm sure. looking
1: at quotes. They're like, "Like here's a quote from Colin Greenwood saying, We didn't really realize that loads of people like The Bends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. <laughs> it's a good album. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It's a right, great album.
0: Right. Um, my number one is another big band. Uh, it's Beach Boys, Pet Sounds. Oh,
1: yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's a good one. Right? <laughs> yeah. That that was what inspired this topic It's also me.
1: like a 25-song album. That so album okay. is so good.
0: <laughs> and the rest of Beach Boys is so meh. Like, yeah. Like, until they really let Brian Wilson take over – uh, you know, they were just a surf rock band that was wildly successful, and mm-hmm. then Pet Sounds comes along, and they make some of the most uh beautiful, most um, you know, in in um, they, they the most arranged, you know, very intricately arranged music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should see the movie Love and Mercy that Paul Dano plays Brian Wilson. It's okay. a biopic, but it's it's really cool biopic. And
1: uh yeah. Uh pet sounds amazing. You can hear my phone going off in the background and I pause <laughs> that and fix it for a second. Oh no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um yeah, I should have unplugged that before we started. I'm sorry to interrupt it. No, nah, it's cool. And it's
0: cool. Uh yeah, wouldn't it be nicest on this? I love that song. That song's amazing. That's like my go-to whistle song. Oh, it's a great song. <laughs> uh, God only knows. Yeah. Per- oh. A perfect
1: a perfect. Oh. God only a perfect knows. Song. Yeah. God only knows. That's a good one. I guess yeah, I never really right? thought about not liking the Beach Boys because I just like Pet Sounds so well, much.
0: I kind of grew up like you know, if you listen to like '60s on Six on Sirius XM, mm-hmm. it's like they'll play like Surf in USA" and "California
1: Girls" and yeah, or, uh, "Fun Fun Fun" till the daddy takes the T-bird away or yeah. "Barbara, Help Ann. Me, Help Me, yeah. Rhonda,"
0: and and all of that's fine. Yeah, it's all fine. But I was definitely until I heard Pet Sounds, which doesn't get as much radio play, other than "Wouldn't It Be Nice," which is the one, you know, Beach Boys song that I would hear on the radio and be like, "Oh, this is great!" Yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, this album is amazing. And you know, if you don't like the Beach Boys, uh, you should still listen to Pet Sounds because it's not—it's not, it's it's not a Beach Boys record for the most part. If it you is, if you if not. yeah if you turned on some Pet Sounds, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is the Beach Boys," but then you actually listen and you're like,
1: oh, wow. this is
0: great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's that's our top five. Yeah, that'll wrap up our, our, our music episode for the week. That's um, sad. What do you mean? I like music do you episodes. you have more to talk about?
0: I like music episodes. I like no, them, too. They're, d-
1: they're an editing nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. Um, so next week, is our Harry Potter episode? Oh yeah, because um, it's Fantastic Beasts opening week. Mitch, you and I are also going to s- get a get a little drunk and go see Overlord on Friday. Yeah, so we'll start. I think next week's episode by talking a little bit about Overlord, what we thought about it. Hey, when does uh, Fantastic Beasts come out? On uh, Friday, November sixth, November sixteenth. Okay, so so
0: we're doing it a week early. We're doing yes. We're not going to talk.
1: Ab- yes, exactly. We're doing like a lead up, ab- a lead up, episode. and then
0: we'll be. Do you think we'll do a movie episode after that and discuss? Fantastic um, Beasts, or maybe wait a week, have, maybe, a, have maybe, another Coffin episode. Maybe
1: wait a week, have another Coffin episode. We can talk about Fantastic Beasts. I think, um, if we w- if we want to, yeah. Um, yeah I think, think
0: I think if we're doing a full Harry Potter podcast, we yeah, should talk yeah, about yeah. Fantastic. You're not Beasts. you're not a
1: Harry Potter guy. We'll talk. I'm not that. a Harry Potter guy. I we'll enjoy it. We'll talk about why or why not, maybe. Um, and we're gonna rank the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Um, which you got to get on that. <laughs> I'm yes. I'm halfway through Goblet of Fire, the book. Yeah, I'm to get all Benson's the books read. rereading
0: all of the books in preparation. I'm this, podcast. this
1: shit up. I've read two of the books in one night.
0: That's insane. I
1: mean, I've read two in two of the books in one night each. <laughs> not not that's not insane. Read two but books still pretty impressive in one night. I read two books in two nights consecutively. Nice, nice. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'm eating it
1: up. I love it. I mean,
0: I've seen all of the movies and I have opinions of all of the movies. Yeah. But I don't necessarily – they're not fresh. So I definitely need to rewatch them. Yeah. Well, if I need think need
1: the DVDs, I have them. Okay, fair. Um,
0: I think I'm going to have a hot take about uh, Deathly Hallows.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: maybe.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about uh, Overlord and Harry Potter next week. Yep. And um, until then, stay distracted.